Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Rich Fetke. Rich uh, is the author of his new book called The Wise Investor, a modern parable about creating financial freedom and living your best life. He's also an investor and the co-founder of realwealth.com, a real estate investment group. Uh, with over 60,000 members, helping them uh, improve their financial intelligence, grow their passive income from quality investment properties um, through real estate. So, Rich, welcome. Great to have you here. Good to be here, Chandler. Hope to give some value to your listeners. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk about a few things today, guys. We'll talk about um, his new book, obviously. We'll talk about writing a fable, which I think is, is, is kind of interesting and something we don't talk about a lot. We'll talk yeah. about traditional publishing to hybrid publishing. Uh, and we're going to talk about using a book to grow your business. So I guess for starters, Rich, why did you decide to write uh, this new book, The Wise Investor? And how do you see this kind of fitting in with your business, where you want to go, where you want to grow and that sort of thing? Yeah, it was very intentional. So my first book came out 20 years ago through Simon & Schuster. It was a nonfiction, more personal development book called Extreme Success. And then um, in the meantime, in the last 20 years, my wife and I started a real estate investment group called Real Wealth. And so we help people get into investment properties around the country and we syndicate. So we do group investments. And so over the last 19 years of that business, we started that in 2003, I've seen so many stories of people investing, watching them create financial freedom, watching some of them fail in that approach. So I've learned a lot of lessons. And then my wife, Kathy, and I invest as well. So I've definitely learned some lessons to, through, through uh, 2008 and all that craziness. So I wanted to weave all that into a story that would really help educate people and also inspire them really to come to our business and invest with us and through us. Uh, through real wealth. So I decided to write a parable and a story because it emotionalizes that information. It like elicits a change in people. Uh, storytelling is just so powerful. And what we started to do, and the reason I did a parable is because we were applying story branding to our company. Have you heard of, of that? Mm -hmm. Don Miller? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Sure. Building a story yep. brand. Yeah. So I read that book. Uh, it was probably about four years ago now, and we started to apply this methodology of the hero's journey to our business, where the customer is the hero, and we are simply the guide, and we're the experienced guide, and then we give them a plan of action that they have to take action, just like the hero in any great story. So that is what I wove into this. Uh, it got me hooked on this whole hero's journey thing, and I actually have a coach that I talk to every other Friday. And he kept nudging me. He kept saying, you know, when are you going to write your next book over the last 10 years? Because he had read my first book. And I'm like, you know, I, I wrote my book. I think I'm done. Uh, but then it was this whole thing. I, one day in a coaching session, I said, you know, if I was going to write another book, I would, I would write a story. And he heard that and he, he caught on to it and he kept nudging me on that. And then he was just like, well, what would it take? What would your next step be? And 
So I just took that next step. I started writing out the story, what, who the characters would be, what those key lessons I want to communicate would be. And that ended up being the wise investor book. Mm, nice. Now, how, uh, as you reflect back on writing this book versus writing the first book, how is it different? And what lessons did you learn specific to writing a fable? I feel like that. I, I've never done it, but I feel like it's, I would think it's way harder uh, writing a fable yeah. versus just writing traditional nonfiction. What were the differences? What did you learn? Absolutely. Yeah. I knew that was out of my scope of expertise. So what I did with my first book uh, that I did was Simon & Schuster. I hired an editor who I would write the chapter. I'd send it to her. Uh, and then I'd go to work on the next chapter and she'd work on that chapter, send it back to me about a week later. And I'd be like, oh, wow, I'm a crappy writer because <laughs> well, look how much she's turned it around, you know, but it was my ideas and my thoughts and all that. So with uh, The Wise Investor, I knew it was going to be a challenge. I've read some incredible parables like um, The Alchemist and The Richest Man in Babylon and The Go-Giver and The Latte Factor and um, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. So many cool parables that have inspired me. And I knew that some of them are really good stories. Some of them are mm, okay, right? You just uh, conversations. I wanted to write something that would really be compelling. So I learned about story grid. And that is a whole structure for writing stories developed by Sean Coyne. And it's this incredible process of how to write a compelling story based on the fundamentals, based on what we've done for 2000 years or more of writing stories and really what works for these blockbuster movies, blockbuster books. It's the ones that use this story grid approach. They call it story grid, but it's the same type of hero's journey that has um, compelling scenes, call to action, all that. So once I started to learn more about StoryGrid, I was like, okay, this is beyond my scope of expertise. So I hired a StoryGrid editor, a certified StoryGrid editor who is specialized in this. And so I worked with him. I used a Dan Sullivan, who not how approach. And, and that book is great. So I was like, who can help me on this? You know, it's like, how can I get the story written? Who can help me? And so I worked hand in hand with Randy, this guy who's a StoryGrid editor. And what I would do is I would get on Zoom calls, I would write content, and we in the Zoom calls, he'd interview me, I'd tell him what the story is, what the characters are, um, what those key lessons are. And then sometimes he'd write back to me and said, okay, I'm, I'm, so I'm working on the story with you, I'm really stuck on this section about explaining, let's say the difference between real estate investing and stock market investing, what are the advantages of real estate versus stocks and vice versa. And so I'd write him maybe five pages on, on that, I'd send it to him and he would take that and boil it down and take the essential key lessons from that and weave that into the story, into the conversation with the mentor and the protagonist. So it's a really cool, like co-active process with him creating the story together. That's awesome. Can you give an overview of um, it, it, what is the story grid process? Is it like a five-part story structure? Is there, are you defining character scene and setting? Like, what does that kind of look like? All of that's built into it. Yeah, it's Got more it. like a 50 part thing. So yeah. it's actually, they, they have a whole spreadsheet and you mm -hmm. put the whole story into it. And it's like each each chapter in my book is a scene. It's like a scene in a movie. So there's 22 chapters. Each one is a, a scene with an inciting incident. Something right. happens. Um, yep. There's the there's the call to action in each scene. Mm -hmm. So each, 
each chapter is a mini story in itself. Mm-hmm. And it's just like these great things that we, you know, we binge, you know, binge watch on Netflix mm-hmm. or something, you get to the mm-hmm. end of the show. And then it's like, oh, man, I got to watch the next one. So that yeah. was the that was the goal. And so that's the story grid is that type of process where it's a, a very methodical, well thought out process that you almost plug and play. And so you make mm-hmm. sure like, what is the inciting incident that's happening here? Mm-hmm. And you actually write it down. And then it. it's what what does the protagonist want? And then it's mm-hmm. what what is the protagonist? Uh, what's their obstacle that they're up against? So you kind of weave that into every single chapter and every single scene, and that all builds to an overall encompassing flow of the hero's journey of how it you know uh, of the story it. unfolds. So there's micro there's kind of micro stories on a per chapter basis that that have maybe conflict or an inciting incident and the call to action, like the main lesson learned. And then those get weaved kind of into the overarching narrative. Is it, is it, is it yeah, kind well of a said. singular story? Is it, are you following someone's journey through the whole thing or is it a series of stories? Like what? Usually it's, usually it's following someone's story, you know, just like in any good movie or book, it's like you got the, the protagonist and the main character who has a want uh, and he has an obstacle. He has a problem that he's facing. He has a enemy, if you will, which there's some of those in the wise investor story. Uh, he's just a real jerk boss in it because he you know, works for the man, but he wants to be free. He wants financial freedom. So basically, the, the book tells a story of this guy who's a hard worker. He's making a good six-figure income. He's maxing out his 401k, but he's working so many hours that he doesn't have time for his wife, for his kids, or even to live, to be in good shape, to be able to enjoy his life. And then he meets this wise mentor and friend who guides him and shows him a way, a new way to financial security for himself, for his family, a new way to become a better person, become his better self. And so it it goes over the evolution of the main character's name is Ryan Brooks. And it starts with him, you know, up against it. He's really challenged and he's, he's lacking financial freedom. He's just trying to make ends meet and barely keep keeping up. He's not in good shape. He's not present with his wife and his kids. And then so over a five-year process, it ends up five years later, you kind of get to see the journey over the years of what he learns, what he does, what he puts into action, and how he becomes a better human, becomes his better self, and becomes financially independent and financially free and creates wealth in more ways than you thought possible, really. Mm, that's awesome. And and for anyone listening or watching, if you want to learn, this kind of a niche topic, uh, if you want to learn more about um, fables, we've got another episode on the podcast with uh, John Gordon. We went into, obviously, have you ever read any of John's books? I've read Energy almost all of John's or, books. John's okay. a good friend of mine. His cool. first book came out right when Extreme Success came out. Yeah. Um, the Energy Bus came out 20 years ago, right? The same yeah. time. And totally. he called me up and he's just like, hey, let's promote each other. Let's support each other. Yeah. And so, yeah, he gave me an awesome endorsement for this one. He read it. Cool. And, uh, yeah, he's a great so, guy. So so two, two um, interesting examples of fables. And I didn't even put two and two together, but Malibu, Santa Monica uh, connection too, um, with him being out on, on the West Coast. So um, that's a good resource for folks. We've also got some uh, some stuff about five-part story structure and all of our fundamentals of fiction training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. 
So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. Um, awesome. Talk to me about, Rich, um, so there's a lot of books on finance, a lot of books on you know real estate investing, stuff like that. Um, how how is this book different? Obviously, it's different in the form and the way that you wrote it with a fable, which I think is extremely smart. Um, what are other ways that this book is different? And then any advice for people who feel like they're writing a book in a crowded market or in a in a topic where there's a lot of books on and how to really make it stand out? Yeah, it is a crowded market in so many areas, right? And uh, I saw that with with this book. It's when I was really looking at how does it stand out? What makes it different? Just like when you're doing a book proposal for a major publisher, you have to really look at who, what books are similar and how is it different? Um, the other wise investor, I looked at so many good real estate investing books. There's so many uh, great books on like the psychology of money and you know how we think and mindset. And so basically I wanted to weave those stories in and to, to make it that compelling story. Um, the main reason is because I wanted people to finish it. Um, I read some statistics on nonfiction books that most people, like 86% of people do not finish a nonfiction book. So I was like, no, I don't want that. I don't want 86% of the people not finishing this book. So I wanted to write a compelling story that would weave these lessons in. So that's why uh, I, I took some of these key lessons from these great books that I've read that have helped me, that have helped the members of our network uh, on real estate investing, on wealth mindset, on the way the wealthy, wealthy people think versus poor people think. And that's what I wanted to communicate. So weaving that into the story, but then I also made a resource center. So at the end of the book, there's a what's next page and there's a, a web page where people can go and then there's access. And it's like all my favorite recommended books on wealth mindset, on real estate investing, on stock investing, on having some gold in your portfolio, on creating financial freedom, on willpower, motivation. Also all this favorite stuff that I've experienced and learned from. Um, that I put into the web page um, as a resource. So it makes it different that way in the sense of it's that story that elicits action that can change someone's mindset. It can change someone from just taking the information in and learning and learning and learning and not doing a lot with it. I, my hope is that this story has people go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take action because they've learned about that you know, the mentor goes over that little gremlin that we have in our head, that little limiting belief that, or sometimes is big or the fears that hold us back. And so that's another thing, being a coach, being a coach for 15 years before we started Real Wealth, uh, I coached hundreds of clients and really learned a lot about dealing with fear, how to stay focused. So wove that into the story too. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a blending of uh, personal development and becoming yourself best self book and a finance book and creating financial freedom book kind of all woven into one story. That's great. Love that. And so it feels like uh, 
differentiating by just changing the format, right? Going fable instead of traditional nonfiction, which will hopefully make it more compelling. It'll make it more interesting. People will actually read it and finish it. Hope so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, especially I feel like books on investing can sometimes be a slog because it's, it just gets technical and it gets in the minutia and stuff like that. So it's changing the format. It sounds like, it sounds like also, so then there's the interest and the desire to take action, then coupling that with a resource center, which will help turn more readers into subscribers and paying customers and that that sort of thing while also helping the book be just actually implemented. And then I would imagine the other piece, just as an outside observer, uh, that's pretty powerful and makes it for a better book that stands out is it's, you know, like you said, there's 19 years of experience and in the yeah. trenches, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think sometimes right. that can be, uh, you know, either forgotten or, or just like, People don't see it as this valuable thing that that makes it a much better book. Um, and, and because yeah. you've lived it and you've had all of those one-on-one conversations. So you've already written the book. You just didn't know it yet because you've <laughs> still this, right? Over the years. And, yeah. and I'm sure for you that that made for a, a, a much better book. And it's a way to kind of, in some ways, stop answering the same questions over and over and over again, because you can just kind of point to the book. Yeah. And it also um, leads people to our business. And and that's really big. You know, we, our purpose is to help people create real wealth, which we define as having the money, but also the freedom to live life on your own terms. And that's what we've been about since 2003. It's our purpose and where we get super stoked when we see people do it, when they go from where they were to where they are. It's here are these we call them real wealth stories when we interview people on our podcasts and we're like where were you when you came into real wealth and when you started investing and everything and where what were your obstacles what were your challenges what did you do and where are you now and it's just it was so inspiring that we yeah. being able to weave those stories into the book and that's cool. why I wanted people to read the book and be like okay I gotta do this I got yeah. I, I want to invest I, I see a path of financial freedom come to real wealth and we'll help you get into those investment properties. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And and cool to hear you kind of almost that story brand framework at work, even in the podcast of like using the stories to tell. It's such a fascinating concept. I'm, I'm in the middle of this book. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called stories that stick. Um, I've heard of it. I haven't read that yet. It's, yeah. it, so it's like, this is very top, a very top of mind concept for me right now. Cause awesome. I'm t- trying to do a better job of incorporating stories into my talks and into my writing and stuff like that. And just, it's, I don't know if you, if you resonate with this, it's something, it, like I love to teach. And sometimes that means just getting up there and like teach, 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 teach. And, yeah. and it feels like it's more helpful, but actually in doing that, it's not as helpful because it's less engaging and kind of, it sounds like the, kind of what you were trying to do w- w- with this book is combat that of saying, all right, I'm going to teach, but I'm going to teach through story in a way that's compelling, that's engaging, and that's memorable. Yeah, and that's a really good point. So I want to teach. And as a coach, what I learned in my certification as a, to become a master certified coach was to educate, which comes from the word educo in Latin, which is to adduce, to draw out. So as a coach, you're not a consultant, you're not a mentor, you're a coach, you help people get to where they want to go by drawing out the information from them, seeing the client as creative and resourceful. So I wove a lot of that into it. Even when I, if I give a keynote speech, I'm coaching from the platform. I'm asking questions of the audience to draw out what's their inner guidance. What's their inner answers. What do they know? They know what's best for them. They're the expert in their own lives. So drawing out from them. So 
Mm-hmm. I weave a lot of that in where the mentor is working with the protagonist and he's asking him these powerful questions. Even says like, okay, I, I want you, don't answer this now. I want you to think about this. Think about it for a week. And next time we get together for our mentoring session, I want to know your answers. And then so hopefully the reader sees themselves in, in the protagonist or in the protagonist's wife, you know, and they go through the same type of process. Oh, that's cool. You, you, you differentiated. I'm curious to hear your, your uh, thoughts on what the difference is. You said teaching and educating and kind of yeah. explain those as two different things. What, how do you see the difference between teaching and educating, um, whether it's through coaching or through a book? Yeah, I think they're both very valuable. I think teaching is more putting information in. It's like a school teacher. They say, here's the, here's the lessons. I'm going to teach this to you. I'm going to put it into you. Educating is drawing out drawing out mm. the wisdom that we've had mm. and wisdom comes that's why i called it the wise investor because it's not just being about about being smart or a high iq wisdom we gain from experience and through lessons learned and it often comes with age and over time like you just said you know my 19 years of doing this and working with clients I've gained wisdom from that. Uh, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I've gained a lot of wisdom from my mm. 58 years here on earth. So uh, I think that's the biggest difference is the, and you want to bring them both. You want to teach and educate. So it's like teaching someone something and then saying, what about you? How are you applying this? What's the biggest thing that you could, what's the biggest change you could make in your life? What's the one habit you could put in place that would make your life better? And then people have the answers instead of saying, here's the, here's the habit that you have to put in place. It's asking the person drawing out. So I think it's a combination of two, bringing the teaching and the education together for the most powerful story, for the most powerful book, most powerful talk. Mm, that's great. That's, key. that's awesome. I love that distinction. Um, talk, switching gears a little bit. Talk to me about, um, obviously you, um, you traditionally published your first book about 20 years ago with uh, Simon and Schuster. And then the most recent one, uh, I think you said hybrid published um, through uh, Rich Dad Authors. Um, yes. What was the um, what was the thought process behind that, and how did you, um, yeah, how did you decide on the most recent book between traditional self publishing and hybrid? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, twenty years ago, I had a, a thriving coaching practice that was my, my main focus. I was really starting to give more keynote speeches and all that, and I had so many people after I spoke saying. Do you have a book? Do you have a book? You know, they want to take you home in a, in a sense. And so that's where I was like, okay, I got to get a book. And then I actually um, met Richard Carlson, who wrote Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And he lived really close to us up in the San Francisco Bay Area when we lived up there. And uh, my wife, Kathy, met him. She was uh, in, working in, the news, in a news station. He was interviewed and she saw him in the parking lot. She said, oh, my husband's starting a book working on it. And he said, he was an amazing guy. He's, he passed away, sadly, but um, he just said, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to jump on a call with him and help him out. So he actually spent an hour on the phone with me just answering all these questions. You know, and, you know, his book has sold 35 million copies. So it's just amazing that he, he's such a giver, you know, and basically what he said to me then was, what's the goal? What's the goal of this book? What are you wanting to do? And I'm like, I'm wanting to get me out there, get my voice out there, get my brand out there to be well more and well known. And I want to be hired by more meeting planners and speakers bureaus to give keynotes. That was my big passion. And so he said, yeah, doing the regular traditional big publisher route is going to be the best bet for you for, for what you're trying to do there. And it was, and I ended up getting a six figure book deal with Simon Schuster. It was mind blowing. I didn't think I'd get that, but put a lot into that book proposal and all. 
And, and it was great. It was an awesome process. My seeing my book in the books in the airport bookstores and everything was just phenomenal in the distribution, but it's very limited in the sense of your control over it. Um, you know, you have to take over the control of the marketing, the big publishers give you about two weeks of focused marketing support. And after that, you're on, you're on your own. And it's also this real long process of, you know, finding an agent, um, soliciting the book, you know, getting it out there, meeting with publishers, going through that. I mean, that was six months all in itself. So I wanted to get this book out there. I wanted to make it happen sooner. And I know that the publishing industry has changed so much in the last 20 years that self-publishing is such a you know powerful route now. And you can have control over your advertising. You can know your stats and your numbers so much more effectively. So I looked at self-publishing and I was talking to my friend, Kenny uh, McElroy, who wrote like the ABCs of real estate investing. He's the rich dad advisor. Uh, and I said, hey, you wrote this parable. It's called The Return to Orchard Canyon. And I said, I loved it. It was a great story. Um, how did you go about publishing that? And how did you go about writing it? And he said, I published it through Rich Dad Advisors Press. That's who I'm with and, and all that. And so he connected me with them. And I found out that they have a hybrid publishing model where the author pays for the printing and uh, does all the writing, doesn't get in advance. But what you do is you just share proceeds with them as a split, more favorable to the author, but they have the distribution and the reach. And it also allowed me to have Robert Kiyosaki read the book and wrote the, write the forward for me. Mm. So <laughs> having Robert Kiyosaki yeah. write the forward is another plus. Yeah. Um, but that, so that hybrid publishing model is cool. So it's like you have this experienced publisher mm -hmm. with distribution um, they work with Ingram, they work with Hachette Audio, which is one of the big five publishers mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. And so they, they were the connection to this big distribution and sales system. Um, but, but I didn't have to go through the gauntlet <laughs> with mm -hmm. a book proposal yeah. and yeah. all these things. So it was kind of like, for me, it was the perfect fit. The hybrid yeah. model was great for this book. Mm, that's interesting. And so it sounds like it's a faster process. So you didn't have to go through, you know, the dog and pony show shopping publishers and, and doing the, the, the full, you know, book proposal and all that. So you, you yeah. save some time on that. Um, I think you said it's, it's no advance and then you cover the printing cost, but then they're unlocking distribution. Um, so you've got some components, which more mirror self-publishing, you've got some components, which more mirror traditional publishing. So they're a lot unlocking distribution and high-end distribution to people that are your ideal customers for your business. So I feel like, yeah. like that piece makes a lot of sense. And then you said it's a similar, uh, it's a royalty split, but more advantageous basically than going traditional publishing route. So you get, it's not as good probably as self-published, but, um, but it's definitely better than traditional publishing. So hence the word hybrid, I guess, um, is, yes. is it kind of living in that middle? Is that, is that kind of how you looked at making that decision? And then obviously- Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. You know, exactly that's exactly it. Yeah, and and they they have a sales team, you know, that gets the book cool. out there that, you know, contacts um, libraries and bookstores. And uh, they even said, you know, we can get your book in the airport bookstores as well. So um, things that you can't do as a self, usually can't do as a self-published author. You can, if you have, you know- a a bestseller that just takes off as a self-published book, but usually like getting started with a self-published book. Um, and we've done that. My wife's book is self-published through KDP, through Amazon. And that's been great. She's had a lot of good sales and everything, but it just doesn't have the same, you have to really promote it yourself. So if you're an author and you're not 
a big extrovert and you don't have a big platform or a big database, um, sometimes a hybrid mo model is, uh, is a little bit more effective. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, thanks for breaking that down. Um, guys, if you want to, um, I've had Robert Kiyosaki on the show. So if you want to hear from him on how he's published and that was a really fun interview. Uh, he's sold over, like, I think, like you said, over 30 or 40 million copies of, of Rich Dad and it's unbelievable, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then I've got, I've got the board game right over there. Cash flow <laughs> and, game. And we, yeah. you know, we talk about like turning that into kind of a whole brand and, and a business and all that stuff. Um, so that's cool to hear kind of your experience and, and breaking down the hybrid model. And then they've sent us a bunch of a business from people who want to self-publish. So it's just cool to see that like, Hey, there's a lot of great options outside of traditional publishing, um, that can be right. a lot more favorable, um, for authors, um, which is just cool, cool to see and cool to hear your experience. So, mm. um, Rich, what would be kind of knowing what you know now, uh, what would be your advice to the other uh, riches of the world who are thinking about writing either their first book or maybe they're thinking about writing a fable uh, and especially maybe if you drop into that story of where you're at of like or where you were which is like thinking about it thinking about it you got all this experience like <laughs> knowing what you know now on the other side of that what would your what would be your advice to those folks uh, a couple things I would say, um, get started, obviously, and <laughs> magic happens when you get started, you know, thinking about it and saying, I'm going to write a book someday, or I want to write a book, or I got this great book idea doesn't get you too far. So get started, whatever that looks like, whether it's recording your ideas, um, just, you know, using your phone and recording those, you know, dictating it, um, uh, or recording it on audio. Um, second thing I would say after you get started, whatever that means, Sorry, I'm going to pause this. Yeah, and then the next thing I would say is look at getting support. You know, the who, not how approach. Like I mentioned that earlier, Dan Sullivan's great book, Who, Not How. It's really look at who can help me here. So I have this nasty editor gremlin when I start writing and it's like, mm. has me rewrite. And it's like, that's not good or is that where the comma is supposed to go or all this stuff? And so the smartest move I made for my first book and this book was hiring an expert writer and you can find them everywhere, you know, expert editor. And so teaming up with that person and then getting your ideas and just doing a brain dump and write, 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 and then send it to that editor. And then they will help you craft it. And then you learn from that process. It's like I said, in that first book, I'd write a chapter and then I'd get it back a week later from my editor and be like, oh, she took what I was saying, I was doing this story leading up, like um, I was telling a skydiving story. I was like, I went out to the drop zone. I met my jump master and everything. And she takes it. And at the end, it's like, and I got to the edge of this plane. I was about to jump. And there was this thing where I almost died. I got, you know, my, uh, couldn't find my rip cord, but she takes that and she takes that scene. And she's like, I stood at the spring for one reason. I wanted to overcome the fear of jumping out of an airplane at 14,000 feet. I took a deep breath. And so it's like, I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. It was yeah. like, for me, is not a, not a great writer. And just seeing how she did, just took that scene and chopped it and move and put the compelling opening scene in the beginning. That's a huge one. So you can learn from that. Learn from mm. someone who's a mm. great writer. Yeah, that's great. Those, well, Rich, this is great, man. Uh, so fun hearing your perspective on all this stuff. Uh, where can people go? So the new book is The Wise Investor. Uh, where can people go to buy the book and to find out more about you and your business and all that good stuff? 
Yeah, thanks. Um, the, it's on Amazon. It's on all major booksellers right now as uh, Kindle and an ebook. So yeah, the wise investors, it's all over Amazon. It's actually been on the bestseller list since it came out three months ago. I'm really stoked on that top 100. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, moving up between position two down to it goes to 89. I'm like, no, and then it goes back up again. Um, so anyway, it's all over Amazon and the hardcover and the audiobook come out in August. Uh, and I narrated the audiobook, which is a fun challenge with a story and 10 different characters. But uh, so that was cool. Uh, so that's how. And then um, to reach me or to learn more about our company or even more about the book is really simple. It's just realwealth.com. Awesome. Well, hey, guys, by, by the time uh, you're, you're watching or listening to this, the audiobook has probably come out. Um, so awesome. uh, check, out, uh, check out the audiobook or it, whatever format you like. Um, the Wise Investor, uh, anywhere books are sold, and or you can check out um, the business at realwealth.com. Rich, you're the man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you can be listening to, YouTube channels that you can be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right, reviews are super important in helping the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.